everybody welcome to the bollywood gandu podcast episode 3 today i have with me uh, a man i don't think he needs any introduction in in this business uh, but i'll try to give him one anyway uh, he's the man who remade stepmom into we are family <laughs> he's the one who made uh, remade agnipath into agnipath and he's the man who made kuch kuch hota hai into student the year but <laughs> welcome to the show karan johar thank you what do i call you You can call me Bollywood Gandu. I just call you Bollywood Gandu. Yeah, that's right. good. Is Without that is that acceptable? Uh well, I don't like the word Bollywood. Okay. Uh, and I certainly <laughs> can't just call you Gandu. Actually, uh, Gandu is good. Should I just keep calling you Gandu? Absolutely. <laughs> All right. No. I, I was brought up well. So what do I do? I'm in a bit of a predicament. You can say you can Can just I just say member of the media every time I address you? Member of the media. I'm not really a member of the media. Why You're you trying to be aren't you? Well, no, I'm just trying to have some fun. Okay. All right. So uh, that's, that's So that's what do I call you? Give me a name quickly. Uh you can call me BG. BG. BG okay just okay. just just uh, yeah right. the acronym okay i'll settle for that bg okay so karan seriously uh, thanks for being here thanks Thank thanks you. for taking the time out uh, just before we start you know when i did the first podcast i got a lot of feedback from people saying i sold out because i didn't stand there and insult sonam and i'm not going to do that either today uh, you know people have taken the time out to come you know meet me like yeah. karan has today so i'm not going to stand and hurl insults at him and so if that's what you're expecting switch it off right now and go do something else So let's right. carry on with the show. Okay, all okay. right. But I was in any case on a side note. I would be happy if you had insulted me. I don't. I like. No, I'm man. Kind of, I mean, I'm, I kind of. I like. I like that. I think. We, I we like. can. <laughs> we, we can go through your Twitter timeline. You know, <laughs> that that would do the same thing. So I have a a date next weekend right. uh, with a really beautiful girl, and I was wondering, should I wear a tie or a bow tie? Uh, you shouldn't wear either. Really? Because it'd be overdressing for Bombay, right? Yeah, but come on, man, a tie—it's got class, yeah. right? A bow tie, like the classy yeah. art thing. No, but you'd look like hired help, I think, <laughs> if you landed up wearing a bow tie, because she, there's a very thin line she between. Might, she uh, might between, make me order juice from me. She might just, yeah, <laughs> she might just ask you for something off the menu. Perhaps you should go with not wearing either, okay. because that's what then at least those clothes will come off easy. Okay, so here's a word by some Karan Johar: yeah. If you want to get laid, don't wear a tie or a bow tie. Yeah, because you know it comes in the way. And you know, you know, passion comes with a price, but not that kind. Yeah, but that you know, kind of intimacy, you don't want to waste time taking a tie off. But it's kind of like, but it's kind of like you know, getting a new iPhone and you you right. opening all the packaging and it's like four oh, layers of things. It's exciting. It's like, it's like so you opening, like that opening. kind of foreplay. Why not? All right. Okay. It's, 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 then I tell you. Then go. Don't go with the bow tie. Okay. Go with the long tie. Go with the long tie. I think just uh, taking the tie not off might be sensual in some way. Or the other. It is, isn't it? Yeah. It yeah. is. It's, it's, it just adds to the build up, the suspense. It's totally. Kind, yeah. It's kind of what you do with the yeah. film, right? Aren't you? Aren't you building it up and you know? So and heading you, towards. Yeah. yeah. And you get that payoff with all the suspense before you climax. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and then everyone claps. <laughs> like, ah, very good movie. Very I good. hope you don't <laughs> clap when you climax. I just high five. Oh, is that what you do? Well, you know, it's one of those things. I think high five people should high five. After the climax, uh, you know, it's, it's I'm not so sure <laughs> if positionally you're really equipped to do that. Now, so uh, the other day I was at a, at my dentist's office, and in the waiting room I saw a magazine called Hello Magazine. Right. I don't know if you heard these, you heard. I have. It's one of those magazines that goes straight from the printing press to the bhel puri wala. You know, you just really you know, hello. Who buys that? Do you buy that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Okay, you're the first person I know who buys that magazine. I buy OK as well, by the okay. way. OK. Yeah, there's a Hello and there's an OK. Oh wow, I, yeah. I love the the name. I buy all magazines. I'm still one of those few people who reads the magazines. So you actually the print version of these magazines. I like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm not as email savvy and go to email. I'm saying uh, internet savvy and go online and check out stuff. I love flipping through pages. It's still what I do. <laughs> okay. So in this magazine that I was reading, they had the top 50 most invited people in the country. Right. And you were on that list at number 19. Yeah, there were yeah. 19 more people that were invited more than. Yeah, Ambani is the number one. I'm shattered. <laughs> I have to up my. Uh, well, my th- that's cool. That right? Basically, saying your your ass is the 19th most kiss assed in the country. 
Is that what it means? Think about it. What are pe- people want you to come to their homes? Okay. They, through their dinners, they yeah. want you. They want to come. They want to be like. They want to meet you. I'm really happy to hear that because I like to meet them. But what I want to know, <laughs> you're happy to meet them? I'm always happy to be invited. Everybody. I'm always happy to be invited. Okay. Not to meet everybody. I like to be invited. Ah. Then I like to choose the parties ah, I go to. They, so what do you tell the people that you don't want to go? Hey, I'm not in town. That's really it? sorry. Would love to come, but I'm and I'm always in Delhi. I just want to say this officially. Whenever I'm in Delhi, I'm not in Delhi. <laughs> Delhi is my the capital is my big excuse. It's like I'm always in Delhi. That's a that's a great excuse. Yeah, it's like because it always seems believable because people always have to go to Delhi for something or the other. Yeah. So Delhi is my big excuse. So that's that's Karan Johar's version of my. Because dog I always feel like bad health is never a good excuse because you never really buy it. If I yeah. say not well, somehow no one believes the health issue. Yeah. But they they always believe the travel and issue. And you, you can't keep. Conjuring up grandmothers passing away, right? At no, some I, point. I, I don't have too much family to kill, really. Uh, <laughs> you know, so I mean, like, it's just mom and me, and it's an advertised fact. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. so, uh, so I can't kill any relatives. They know I don't have any. Now, you're at these parties. And now, I know doctors at parties, they have people come up to them and be like, hey, I have a rash here. Can mm. you check it out? Yeah. So what do people tell you at parties? Like, people who will come and say that where can I send my pictures or where can I send I always have a wrong email that I give because I know when I see that I don't want to see those pictures <laughs> and I know what the person I don't want those I don't want to block my my like account with all kinds of strange looking so there is it's very simple I give a very close enough to my name but an address that doesn't exist <laughs> so I don't want to say it right now because then they'll know what the real one okay, is yeah. <laughs> so I give one that sounds like it could be my email ID and that's it and I always have a number of a friend who's my school friend who I always give <laughs> oh that poor and guy or girl, one of them. I mean, he wants to kill me. He's changed his number twice, and I do this always to annoy him. And he's like a school friend of mine. He doesn't live here. He lives in New York. And I always give his like a Bombay number. So uh. he actually, because he's in Bombay a lot, like yeah. he's half here, half there. So I know that it's not really a big harassment, but somehow or the other it coincides with him being in Bombay, and he'll be inundated with these calls with people <laughs> like, "Hi, may I speak to Karan? Are you Karan? You're lying. You are Karan Johar." And he's like, "Why the?" You know, yeah. do you do this to me? Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. I can't think of anybody else's. I started with a joke and then it just stayed. Yeah. So that's my whole way of dealing with the party. Give the wrong email ID and the wrong telephone number. You know, I have to say, when it started, I was like being polite and I was like giving the right details. But then after a point, you're like, you can't do this. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, like when you have like strange people calling you, like, you know, you know, like once I, got, I picked up the phone and say, hello, I'm the junior artist supplier and <laughs> I got your number. And can you come to my daughter's wedding? And I knew I had reached like... Like really, I was I had reached another level of accessibility. Oh, so wow. I was like, you know, now I have to kind of start kind of backing off and stop being like polite and feeling bad because I was raised to like my father wanted me to like be nice to the the like the pot and plant in a hotel. Okay, so your your, your nickname is Kejo. No, okay it's not. I have to tell you, there's a journalist by the name of Namrata from okay. Outlook, Namrata Joshi. Okay. Uh, and they used to call her Namjo, I think. Okay. Uh, and that's, she did a, a cover story for the Outlook in 2003, okay. uh, calling it the Kejo effect, because I just had a release, Kalonaho. Okay. And it just stuck. It had nothing to do with me. So My pet name is not Kejo. It's all, I credit Namrata with this and we laugh about it what now. What is your pet name? I, I don't want to tell you. You've done, um, you've directed, let's say five and a half movies. Uh, I'd say Bobby Talkie's half a movie. It's, it's, it's <laughs> a quarter. A quarter movie. Yeah. So it's five and a quarter movies. Right. You've been directing for 15 years. Right. So firstly, thank you yeah. for keeping that number down. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah, for but keeping it down. <laughs>
I want to just tell you that I've read a lot of the screenplays. Yeah. The quality of writing is is actually there's a big inherent confusion in in the demands of the market that confuse mm. writers. Because while there are the esoteric ideas that are kind of alternate and fantastic, but those don't find a commercial viability, mm -hmm. then there are those really cheesy commercial films that have absolutely no base, and those writers are unlike accessible to the world. Yeah. Uh, with the result, people have like kind of a mid-level kind of understanding of what works and what doesn't, and they put out crap. Like I read, like I have somebody called Ryan who kind of heads my project development. He's reading a script a day, if not two. And I read those scripts. I read five or six every month. And let me tell you, I'm not reading anything great. Yeah. Nothing at all. Very rarely will you find a gem amongst it all and that will have its own problems. So it's not it's not that there's great writing around us. It's 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 a myth that you think that they're great people, great talented writers are walking around without any platform because uh, there are enough and more. It, you just go through a Twitter. Every studio, see. I want to tell you, has a project development team and a lot of them are reading on a daily basis. And... We all know there's a great screenplay out there, let me tell you. If there is an outstanding screenplay, everybody wants it. Yeah. But there isn't that. There yeah. isn't that on a, on you don't I mean, I know for a fact if there's something that's fantastic, it's lapped up immediately. Yeah. You can't you don't none of us are that dumb that we can't spot a good screenplay. Absolutely. So do you think that is it from a point of writer's point of view, are they letting the, the tail wag the dog? Are they are they kind of this is what the public wants, so this is what I need yeah, to give them. You know, every week there's, it confuses writers even more. Like every week, there's, suddenly there will be a great film that will do the numbers, and then an absolutely crap film that will do the numbers. Yeah. And then the, the numbers are so high sometimes that you're like, oh shit, is this the way to go? Yeah. Uh, what do I do? How do I, should I cater to commerce? Should I be artistic? What yeah. is, there's this dilemma that kind of this dichotomy that kind of confuses everyone creative. You have to kind of rise above it. Unfortunately, we haven't empowered the writers enough who are being able to rise above yeah, it because, that's a, that's a thing, because they're not empowered. That's a great point you put. Yeah, they feel like the writers don't feel like they have the what do you call that license to go and be you know go full throttle. It's because we the fault lies with us. We are we are so eating the credit of everything that we do. We have to know that the screenplay of a film is the backbone of the film. Absolutely. And if a writer is not empowered, he or she will never be able to deliver. I mean, today let me tell you. It's always great directors have made great films. Uh, very rarely do you find like a writer who's contributed. There are about four or five. Like that's why when Vicky Dona came out, everybody was like jumping on the writer of that film because she had done this unusual uh, kind of attempt a at cinema. And so suddenly she was like lumbered with all this work around her. So and, like you and, know, and, and unfortunately for her, the next project will probably be something super mainstream, super. You know, because yeah, Juhi, uh, you know, she's from the ad world and I don't even know her and I was like, she seems bright, her work is great, but like, I don't think she's accessible because she must be lumbered with so much work already. So that's what happens when a certain good writer just comes into the fray. But we have to start empowering and giving them like major credit and going out there and saying, look, this writer is, and you have to pay them, yeah. You have to pay, I would pay anything for a great screenplay, like anything. I would pay anything. And I mean, like, I think that more than actors and actresses who kind of deliver the goods if they have to, writers should be given a lot of money. And if you don't pay them the money, then why should they feel empowered? Things all changing, you know. Eventually, the star system is also going to come to a, a, a screeching halt. I hope so. I hope it so. will because I mean, at the end of the day, there's so much young talent now that you won't be able to choose your. You know, the longevity of a movie star is reducing because Absolutely. of all the accessibility and media and communication. Absolutely. So there isn't going to be like there. There are going to be three or four who will be kind of. It's happened in Hollywood. It's happened yeah. already. Yeah. I mean, who knows? There was a point of time when I grew up. It was all about Tom Cruise and it was all about like then Brad Pitt and, and then Tom Will Hanks Smith and, and well, I mean, none no. of them are do opening films no, like. Ryan 
hustling now, everywhere. Like, uh, yeah. Where did he but come he's from? also the, the he's also the the heartthrob of the alternate world. Yeah. But right now, vultures, creatures, vampires are opening movies. I mean, you know, like hey, we got zombies coming. Yeah, now. zombies. Have, so, so computer graphics are opening films. At yeah. the end of the day, that may not happen in India because we have a different ethos. But eventually, it's going to be content writing over stardom, and that's going to happen. All my decisions with these young directors were questioned earlier by people like, why are you giving Ayan Mukherjee wake up sit to make? Like he's, he's 22, 23 and are you sure he can deliver a product? Or why are you giving such a monstrous film to someone like Karan Malhotra to make hmm. who made Agnipath? Hmm. Whether you like it or not is secondary. But the thing is that those films have worked. They've yeah. gone out there, made their mark and now Ayan's embarked on his second film which has done exceedingly well. Uh, it was my instinct that these kids could do it. I mean, they were all in their 20s when they came and I just yeah. felt, I don't know, how do you explain it? How do you spot that kind of no, talent? You, get it, you have it in you yeah. and you just feel it like these kids will deliver and they go out there and make the films they want to and I don't get onto that set or interfere in their work after I green light a script because it's not my job I don't want to ma have people making me two films of mine like if they learn or emulate something that's their problem but I'm not forcing them to do it today everyone saw Ayan's film they said did you force him to do the item song with Madhuri and I was like I swear I had nothing to do with it Barik suggesting if you're doing an item why not take Madhuri with Ranbir it's an exciting casting but the idea to do that big item was his I said now everybody is very ambitious they want the numbers they want to make their mark commercially as well and and so be it so whose idea was it to have Deepika climb the mountain in a miniskirt uh, that definitely was uh, Manish Malhotra coupled <laughs> with Ayan Mukherjee well, why not yeah it's, it's why not <laughs> like she she was wearing stockings though oh okay I'm sorry I take everything back I just said <laughs> yeah, yeah. she was wearing stockings yeah she was <laughs> but it just, it just look she has look I, we've always tortured the poor mainstream girls they want saris I, in our movies in like sub-zero temperature and because that was what they had to do but that's what it is it's, it's a look that matters at the end of the day it's a look in the feel and like the, all the mainstream men were wearing like polo necks with thermal underwear oh men get away and, with everything anyway, yeah and thermal so. underwear and jackets and the poor <laughs> things I mean I've shot songs like that I know I'm guilty as charged what was the worst decade for Bollywood? The 80s was the death of us. I mean, we went down south and we went like, I mean, those pots, pans, utensils and everything that was flying all over the place. I mean, we lost... It. The term Bollywood that I was saying actually is a product of the 80s. It's, the, it's a mock terminology that came from our cinema that, was, uh, that, was like, uh, that we represented in the 80s. Uh, the word only came in then because we kind of seemed like a garish, loud singing and dancing nation that made these god-awful movies. Yeah. And so Bollywood was like, oh, like we're trying to be cinema, yeah. but we are not. not. So that's where we got this term. And we, it's stuck, unfortunately, because the Queen has now sanctioned it. It's in the Oxford Dictionary. Oh, yes. Uh, so now, yeah, well, there you go. Yeah. So I think, well, I think what changed there was 92 or 93 when Dilwale came out. I know. Uh, the change started a little bit in 89 when there was a solid year of Parinda, Chandani, Mene Pyarkia, a few sensibility shifts. Kayamat se Kayamat 88. Some sensibility shifts in 90s and then the love eras began with Hamap Ke in 94. I just feel like when I see some of the movies coming out that it just we have a hangover of that era, you know, that we're trying to capture that what DDLJ sort of captured because it DDLJ was kind of took yeah. the audiences by surprise. It's a it love did. story that actually also it had a syntax that was new. Uh, now me you may not think of so many Me Too's and Me Twenty Two's have come out, yeah. but at that time Dilwale spoke a new language. You know, it had a new conflict. It was for the first time, actually, that the mainstream protagonist uh, said that, no, I won't run with you because all the lovers ran in movies before that. Like everything, every love story that worked from love story to Betab, everyone ran. In this film, he said, I won't run till I get your parents sanctioned. And that struck a chord with the country. I think more than that, it was, it was Shah Rukh charming the pants out of 
the the trying to charm the parents no that worked no, it was it that, was right? that it was exactly that, he right? became like the the brother to have the lover to have the the S- son, son to have, have you yeah. know he became the son in law to have he kind of wowed the nation like with that kind of charisma and it was this one point that i believe really worked for that film yeah absolutely i think my personal opinion on sharuk is that he's he's made a career making puppy faces <laughs> you know he has um no man as i said that apart from his ability as a movie star he has eyes that that make you want to adopt him yeah like, puppy you know, eyes yeah, that's yeah, exactly like, what i said yeah, right yeah, he's yeah. making those puppy faces yeah. where everyone's like oh <laughs> come here you come yeah. here yeah. <laughs> you you consider yourself a cel- celebrity right or do you do you not consider yourself a celebrity personally no, i'd be lying if i said i don't know of course i do do and So like what do you think are the perks of being a celebrity like the biggest pro and the biggest con you'd say Uh the biggest pro is definitely getting dinner table reservations like yeah. really fast and you walk al- in and the table is also appears. no you don't walk in you can make that call on on route and you might be uh like you know you will be in uh, like invited so okay. to say oh uh, invited the yeah, 19th most yeah, invited yes. person <laughs> so you will get a table easily but there are many perks of being i mean you kind of get being recognized is fun but the the, the downside is like oh, you know i used to remember reading these interviews um uh, and i used to in, always be very entertained by film actresses said oh i'm an actress now i can't eat chaat and bhel puri anymore on the road as if like that was like a regular activities in their life <laughs> that is not something that i consider a downside at all i'm sure if i go, you know we take ourselves too seriously mm-hmm. i go to cinema halls people come in say that oh now you can't go to the cinema hall and watch a movie it's complete a lot of shit no one looks at you i want to tell you the most a bit of snooty people are in multiplexes now because they paid so much money to put their ass on that seat <laughs> that they are not interested they know you they look at you and they look away they don't give a rat's ass wow. so i mean none of those are downsides to me i think there's no downside because i love being in the movies i love the attention i love walking the red carpets i don't mind cameras on me i have no problem listen i i live to have created this image now that i have i cannot say all this crap that you know oh i don't have a private moment I mean I don't want a private. Okay, now here's a hypothetical situation. There's a building on fire and you can pick one out of these three groups to rescue, all right? A, Shahrukh Khan, B, all the kids from Student of the Year and C, a thousand cats. Who would you rescue and who would you leave behind? Um uh-huh. I don't think I would rescue the cats because I'm not a cat person at all. If you said dogs I would have actually been in a I dilemma. I rephrase a thousand dogs, a thousand <laughs> no. Cute little beagle puppies. No, no. Now you said cats. <laughs> now you have to deal with it. Uh, who would I save? Sharukh or the student of their kids? Uh, go that stuff. How can you ask anyone that question? And firstly, I don't think I'll be heroic enough to save anyone. Uh, it's a hypothetical. I, knowing me, I'll be the one needing the saving. It's, it's a hypothetical. Uh, hypothetically, no. You can't say. Well, Sharukh, then I suppose because I I think I love his wife too much, and I think she'd be shattered if something happened to him. Yeah, uh, she will never never let you see the end. And none end of, of those it. three are married, so it's fine. <laughs> Well, that's your that's your that's your reasoning. They're not married, so it's fine. It's okay when you have a wife and kids. Like you know, you kind of responsibility. Yeah, you you kind of need. I mean, that, listen, I, I I just save Sharuk. <laughs> I just save him. those both children. I'm feeling bad for them now. Oh, uh. poor Alia. So, what is one thing? What is one thing that you've seen that you wish you could unsee? The artifice of so much. I mean, there is so, and I can see right through it, and I'm I'm a victim, and I am responsible too. So I feel sometimes I want to kill myself because I feel like I'm being so artificial sometimes. And I see a film, and I walk out, and I'm like I'm lying through my teeth. And when I can see through myself, that's the worst thing. And when I see it opposite me, I'm like stop it. Like I know you're lying, and 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 like stop all this nonsense. Like please let's get real. But unfortunately, it's part of the job. I mean, we all we all put on a mask when we leave our homes, when we go to the jobs we do, and the only real aspects of us is when I'm working like in this in a corporate atmosphere in an office. But when we get out into the movie industry 
I don't think any of us are really who we are. And even when we say, look, I'm really real, like you're not. Because yeah. the fact that you're acknowledging it and saying it, you can't be. You, you tweeted many times about like, the whole, you know, sort of myth that the industry is a family. It's and not. Cohesive. It's a lie. Ah, and, and Nobody it, is happy for anyone. Let's get that straight. But how could they be? They're not. How, I mean, I can tell. I mean, like, I can tell this irritation on somebody else's opening weekend. It's like, hey, congratulations. But actually, there are daggers coming your way in there from their head and heart. And it's fine. We're a competitive industry. And my thing is, I'm all about envy, but I'm not about jealousy. Like, I think there's a strong difference between the two. You can be envious. I'm envious of anyone who's making a better film than me. I'm envious of anyone who opens better than me. But jealousy is a negative emotion. Jealousy is like, I'm, I'm, I'm hating you because you're doing it. No, I have to acknowledge your brilliance. If I do not acknowledge somebody's brilliance, how do I get better? And I think that is something I don't know why the bloody world doesn't understand. Like, if you don't say something is brilliant, how are you going to do it? You know, this, I'm hearing you talk and it seems like you're taking a very sort of philosophical and you can't really apply that to the real world, right? Of course you, know you can. Uh, as long as you know it, like some of us, in a, even uh, amongst our, in, in our industry, I have friends who talk about it all the time. There, are, I mean, you'll be surprised to know there are certain real voices even in this industry and we kind of, kind of get that. I get that vibe. But at the end of the day, you know, uh, this is the world that surrounds you and as long as you're armed enough to know the information of people, mm. you know, you can deal with circumstances better. But there's a filter like where how you're, you're faced in front of public when you meet a reporter for an interview. I mean, of course, this, what you and I are having is a very casual talk, yeah. but I don't think it's, is it this casual or is it? Is no, it you always, look, at the, I don't know how many, when I, I we do all these, you know, press gigs yeah, and yeah. these. How these, many do you per, per movie? Like by the way? a lot, like for every film, like I don't, I've stopped promoting films that I produce now. I'm only doing it for films I direct. Okay. Um, because then I'm, there'll be too much of me all over the place and I'll start looking like, you know, like I'm like part of some kind you, of a daily you, you habit. You'll start looking like the country club guy, you know, yeah, the, one, like, the guy who does this. <laughs> The guy yeah, who like has his thumb day, up like everywhere. Every day, everywhere. Yeah. I don't want to be that. <laughs> I don't want to be that country club guy. So, uh, but I mean, very rarely do you end up giving an interview that you feel like you're really saying something of any substance. Yeah. You know, more than often you're, you're, you're kind of just saying the right things, making the right noises. How do I tell you like, oh, I hate him, he's an asshole. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, he gave me a lot of trouble, but look, he's a movie star, I have to deal with it. Or like, she's a bitch, but like, but like, yeah. but she's a movie star and I need to work with her again. I'm not going to say it. So we're going to be saying good things. Yeah, but it's not a question of good or bad things. Like saying things are different. It seems like every interview will have the same kind of questions, the same answers. Like, Listen, I'm asked the same things all the time. Exactly. Very rarely. I, and then there are those who think that they must be different. So they get exceptionally esoteric with you. And, okay. you, know, and, and you land up also sounding the same because I'm Gemini. I adapt to any circumstance. You believe and in that stuff? Zodiac stuff? Oh, I believe in... in uh, well, I don't know about others. I know about oh, me. Oh, you I've believe in, the, in numerology. You're the K guy. No, but I no longer... Because I've oh, stopped the cave of the month. What no, happened? it died. It died. I, you realize that why burden one alphabet? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I felt like there was an objection coming from K. Like, <laughs> leave me alone. <laughs> but did you? Did you at one point in your career feel like the K was actually attributing to your success? You know, very strongly initially because I was young and stupid. Uh, and I remember I went and met my mom and dad in Delhi. Took me to meet a pandit, and he turned around and told me like, K is very lucky for you. This is after release Kuch Kuch, like you know. So it was not like any great observation. He said Kuch Kuch is because K is very. Whenever you do anything with it'll always rock then I released Kurban uh, and, <laughs> and I was like uh, whoopsie I, I, <laughs> so I was like no I mean on a lighter note I had by then already given up on it and I remember Rajkumar Hirani had this whole uh, part in Munna Bhai about this K thing uh, and he made fun of it and I got really inspired when I saw it and I called him and I said look I've I've sworn that if I title a film with K, it won't be because the title is creative enough yeah. to be there. But otherwise, and after that, I've never this like. In fact, some of my biggest hits have been without K. After that, there's one movie I saw. I went on your Wikipedia page. There's a movie that you guys are producing that's based off Kuch Kuch Hota Hai. 
called Kuchi Kuchi Hota Hai. It's an animation film, yeah. We, we started it years ago, but uh, but it's kind of lying in the cans because India okay. is rejecting animation like as we speak. Yeah, for, because it's a cartoon for us. It's for kids, right? Yeah, minds. then kids don't want to watch cartoons anymore. No, they don't. They want to watch what, what you're making. They yeah. want to watch uh, the movie that just came out with Ranbir. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, Javani. Yeah, Javani. There's so many movies that I forget the names. Yeah, sometimes. yeah. So they want. That's what. That's what we started. And I thought it was a genius idea six really? years ago. I thought it was genius that we would animate kuch kuch hota. To me, I thought like it's. A, I had a eureka moment when I thought of it, and I realized how <laughs> bloody wrong I was. Well, I'm glad to hear it's not, because you know when I first saw this, I was like, okay, I want to ask him. A, who's selling him the drugs and where can yeah. I find him? No, no, I, I'm telling you, I, I wasn't on any drugs when I thought of that. I'm never on drugs, but I, I sometimes there is this completely a mad side which comes out with these really strange things and Kuchi Kuchi Hota <laughs> is one of those such strange things that came out of my head. I, I wish you just release this movie, make it release it. Just, no, just no, no, so that you can rip it apart. No, I'm yes, not doing please. it. No. I will live tweet that movie. I will go sit first day, first show and live tweet the hell out of that to movie. To see dogs dance to Kya Karu Hai, oh my Kuchi God. Kuchi Hota Hai. Is, come on, that... I, <laughs> I don't think there could be anything All funnier. Right. When you have consumed some drugs, I'll send you the copy. Oh, good. oh you, you have a copy of it? Uh, I'm not giving it to you. Come on. Uh, nah, uh, uh, uh. Uh. If you could put two, any two people, dead or alive, in the same room, what combination would you put? Who would you put in? Uh, too many exciting combinations of two people. Who would I like to... Who would I like to see talk like in a fun way, in a humorous way, or I just know, in an interesting... Could be Hitler and Gandhi in a room. No, please. Uh, <laughs> that wouldn't excite me. Uh, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. The first thing Gandhi would say is, I'm sorry, I don't speak German. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. I'm not saying anything. Uh, I'm not making any politically incorrect Karan statement. just made a face like, that yeah. was a terrible joke. Yeah. Do not yeah. say any more of them. <laughs> yeah, but I'm trying to think of two exciting people. Do you have two exciting people you would like to see in a room? Maybe I could take a leaf out of your thought process. I don't know. I, 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 like, I don't know. If I could, I would, maybe, maybe like if, if you go mythical, maybe Karan and Arjun. You know, Literally. The, you want to go like that? Yeah, why not? I don't want to get mythical. I don't believe any of them existed. <laughs> uh, they probably did exist. It's just, I don't think the stories are true. Not at all. But then I'm not going against uh, th th that either. Let's not go there again. Yeah, yeah, we don't want go. people with the... I, I, I'm absolutely no interest to handle any slogans outside my office or house. So, yeah, let's not uh, So, I'm just going to keep quiet. No, two interesting people. Look, I'll tell you what. I think Meryl Streep is a legend. If you turn around behind you, uh, I have... She, um, CA well, there man she is. Yeah, CA managed to make her uh, personalize this note to me. I'm sure she doesn't know who I am, but she just wrote it very kindly for Karan Johar and I'm obsessed by her. So, I want to see Meryl Streep in a room for sure. And I want to... And I would like to see myself having that conversation with her. And if I could get her for one hour in a room, I would do anything. Like, anything. I would fly like to the North Pole to, to meet her if I could get that one hour of undivided attention from her. I'm obsessed by her. That's that you could have a, you could have your own Karan Johar podcast. Yeah, Meryl I could Street. totally. Oh, if I could manage that, if anybody does that for me, I mean, it would be like my biggest dream come true. We can't pull it off. I mean, uh, no. And look, I just got a poster with her with her signing Manima. That's all I could pull off. Wow. And I, that also was a present that they very kindly did for me. Well, I think going to Cannes and all would that help? Like, I don't know if you go. Yeah. It seems like everybody goes to Cannes these days. Look, I want to tell you, we all go to Cannes, but who the hell knows us? I mean, eventually, I mean, you know, we're like, we land on that crosset and we become like from somebody to nobody. And like, no, I don't uh, think that happens. Uh, I mean, we, they know me. The Indians would know us. The Asians would know us. But I mean, I don't well, think Hollywood gives a rat's Any ass. Indian does anything abroad, you know, small significance. Uh, but it's you like can't, uh, but here. you know, for you to have like, like a one hour divided, you obviously have to have a great screenplay <laughs> to make her hear or read. Otherwise, why would she want to meet me? I mean, I'm no, not just, that a, just as a fan, like, you know, you're like, hey, I'm a guy who makes movies too. Yeah, so I'll have to do a lot of work to get to that. So let me, let me, but it. it's, 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 it's one of those things that I, you know, in my She's idol. She's, oh, I, idol. I can, I, I mean, I didn't even like this film. 
the yeah, Iron it was Lady, slow. and I saw it like three times. Oh, uh, wow. I'm obsessed by her, like so, obsessed. So what's uh, what's your favorite uh, Meryl Streep movie? I mean, every one, one of her. I mean, I have to say, I'm, it's going to sound really cheesy, but it's definitely Devil Wears Prada. Oh. And I, I mean, I've started saying that uh, her lines, like I was quoting them, like everybody in the office was most amused because some of them came and told me they were like, you know, you can't be that character. I'm like, I really want to say that's all to all of you and tell you to just get out of my room right now the way she does. I, I mean, I'm not one for chick flicks at all, but I actually didn't mind that movie. I Listen, I, I don't know. I don't care if I, I if someone even accuses me of liking that film because it's a chick flick. I don't mind. I love. <laughs> it and I loved her and I everything she's done I mean from French Lefton's woman Absolutely. to kind of like every single film that she's performed in I mean uh, even how she was in uh, you know she did a film uh, which actually was went unnoticed it was about the cooking which I loved oh, her in uh, um, not, not Eat Pray Love it was no, no, it was not Eat Pray Love that, that was Julia Roberts uh, Julie and Julia yeah yeah uh, loved her like yeah. I loved every, all her celebrated movies of course we all love her for yeah. uh, but like there were there certain pearls of hers that are like surrounding like uh, her career graph which are great I love her it's just in, in, in when you reflect what she's done for their industry out there and what we don't have going back to the writing right now no one is writing for I mean like I that. love the way they introduced her at the Academy Awards this year when they said here's somebody who needs no introduction and normally when they say that they normally introduce people it's something that we do in India all the time yeah. like here's a he needs no introduction and then spends a whole page like I've yeah. hosted award shows where I've said <laughs> that and then there's a whole page of information about like the person so, but here they just said like she needs no introduction and she just walked in and there was like an ovation yeah. and I I was like shit yeah I, like i love her is, is you, what do you think of diane keaton uh, she's okay she's she the poor man's Meryl Meryl Street? no not even close no, no. <laughs> i'm a little protective about Meryl <laughs> Street, so i don't like comparisons i get hurt all right uh karan what is your favorite curse word and you have to say it and it has to be a curse it has to be a word that you cannot say in front of your mother that's how mm. i know it's a curse word oh i can say it in front of my mother when i'm angry uh she gives me that look and then i we just pretend it didn't happen it's come out okay fuck definitely that's the worst. Yeah, it's it's. I, I'm I'm not very creative. Do you know? Till I was about thirty or thirty-two, which was about good eight or nine years ago, I never used any curse words. It was not in my DNA to do. So my you, father was a quintessential Tate Pan Punjabi <laughs> who went into his BCs and MCs in his in his, especially when he was talking to any industry member. And they, you must understand that in Punjabi, those words like you know BC or I won't say it louder. I, I can't. Uh, you, you can't. Oh, no, you, I, I, just you don't. In I general. just don't. I don't. Yeah. But it's like a to me, it's a comma for them. Like they, when they say it, like you know, I came here BC, then I ate there BC, then he said MC, and then I said BC, and this is just information that he's just talking about a, a meal he had, and every every punctuation mark, every comma, every full stop is a, an abuse, <laughs> uh, and so I've grown up hearing that, and I used to be like very embarrassed when like my dad, my parents, my friends came over, and you know my dad, we used to stay in like a small flat, yeah. so if he spoke on the phone he was angry or he was like excited they were part of his language and they I, I could tell I, I was a South Bombay school you know so it was <laughs> like you know the kids there didn't they didn't have parents who spoke like that and I used to cringe then it went to amusement because when I realized the industry everybody speaks like that yeah. you know it's like full of that kind of lingo especially I on, set, and so on set, I didn't. it's crazy so for me when I started using the word fuck yeah. it was like to me it was like like a sense of liberation like I felt like liberated and now like I say it a lot like it comes out of my mouth a lot but I'm not creative I don't have any other kind of interesting bad words and I don't abuse in Hindi for some reason this has scarred me my Punjabi <laughs> memories of my dad's conversation it just seems like a Hindi curse words are, they sound more I crass I just don't like the sound of them they upset me yeah they upset me I can't say is, is Gandu acceptable I don't like the word I have to say you but, like but I like the uh, Gandu is um, it's just it has a phonetic that is too harsh yeah 
like um, uh, gand uh, and gandu both just sound <laughs> like awful to me like you know asshole is so much more exciting to exactly. say exactly there's something about hindi or even other art dialects like, and i'm Punjabi. not getting hindi and english about this i don't know why phonetically asshole sounds like it it, it has a rhyme and a rhythm yeah. to it and gandu just sounds like <laughs> uh like why are you using this word like yeah but you know you couldn't be a bollywood asshole that, 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 that's so fun no also but i have to say that there's a kitschness to that to bollywood gandu that definitely does it for your branding if you could punch somebody who would be 20 i'm not giving you one name as well 20 people many many how when i slap people on a daily basis no i mean no, no, that's, that's different i'm talking somebody who you just like you just i mean you can you don't have to say someone in the industry someone who if you have 20 people i'm sure you can mention one name like no the, no no i'm not getting into trouble because of this is, is there somebody is there somebody out there who wants to punch you i'm sure <laughs> Uh, any any of these uh, people tweet at you all the time does that no. those tweets have affected oh, when like i read that? those no i'm a, you know i'm so i i can take it all with a like a huge bucket full of salt because <laughs> i read it and i'm like i smile i've read it out i've retweeted it i read it out to people like sometimes i'm saying okay you want to have fun read some of my tweets yeah. and at any given point of time i go on to my mentions and there'll be like this one asshole who will have said something really nasty and in a there's something like i think like your kind of Uh, like ganduish in a in a creative way and then there's a way of being like a gandu in a non creative way yeah. which is like totally like being an asshole and saying the most ridiculous thing and in an unsavory manner yeah. uh, those re- don't bother me now they amuse me because i feel like pity for them yeah. but i i love reading criticism do you do you, is there any tweet in your mind that you you st- still sort of lingering in the back of your your memory bank somewhere that you saw it was an insult it made you laugh made you cry made you feel something is it today i read some i mean i can't like i'm staring at my phone if i as i said any given point of time today i read something really entertaining um i'm not sure if i can remember it no actually no on a daily basis this happens yeah i mean like, like there's always like somebody who's saying or writing something that's ridiculous and uh I, yeah i think for me the funniest tweet i've ever seen you retweet is the one where the guys like What kind of lingerie did you wear? Yeah, <laughs> I I I lost yeah. it. When I, I know saw it was that. not even lingerie. It was like lingri. he spelled lingri. lingri. He spelled <laughs> it in the strangest way. Pink or blue or something. He gave me some color option as well. If someone really close to me tweeted something really like negative or nasty, it might bother me because someone who I feel could have picked up the phone and spoken to me. Has that happened? I, no, it never has. Okay. Buying Ram Gopal Verma's like midnight like madness that suddenly there was like eight tweets on student of the year one night. Yeah. I thought he was drinking or he just went mad. He went you, ballistic. You think he was drinking? Oh, have you have you read his timeline? The guy yeah. is like yeah. he he has a yeah, little drip of alcohol into his blood vein. Well, maybe so suddenly there was like this barrage of like these tweets. but i was like okay about it because then just two months later he invited me on twitter to see his film right. i couldn't make it but i did want to see the that film 2611 yeah. yeah and i feel like that was his way of saying like let's like like forget about all the crap in Bury the past the yeah and it was fine i just feel like when i see ram gopal verma sees you as the enemy i don't think so anymore i think we're both too last season for each other yeah i think now you know i need to find somebody else to pick on and so should he because i mean we're we're done now i think now we should just start liking so, each so other so let's pick on let's find somebody else like now we're here let's let's brainstorm but before ramu there was anurag kashyap actually who i'm now being directed by and we went through a very temporary bout of 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 kind of bitterness but not at all i love anurag too much i yeah. can't believe like he didn't he didn't see that <laughs> and and i didn't see who he was i mean we we're, we're friends now
Ram Gopal is like he's on trip nowadays, you know. His cameras up going up the skirts. Yeah, these well, days I haven't <laughs> actually I really haven't seen a Ram Gopal film. Though I have to say his film Satya is in my top 5 best okay. films Satya ever. Satya is a movie that you can show to anybody and they will yeah, love it. But yeah. then you see his I saw uh, the one with the Vivek Oberoi that he did, the two part movie. No, 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 the one where he Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I forgot the name. Hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. What is it called? It was called Awfulness. Oh, oh, okay. Part 2. I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. The two halves were it was so bad. And I don't know what it's another trip the guy is going. I think it's a sort of megalomania. Rakcharitra. Rakcharita. Yeah. yeah. It, it's all about the grit and the violence but there's nothing else going on. It's just just you know it's too much of a guy turning his head angrily in slow motion. <laughs> What's one movie that everyone seems to like but you just cannot stand? I don't know. Actually no, I've liked everything popular. I can't think of a single film that the world liked than I did. Yeah. Uh like I everything like from shole to three idiots whichever got accepted in a major way yeah. and i'm also sucker for the love story so i liked all the lo- i loved like i loved hum aapke kaun which is like a favorite film to bash for a lot of people i 44 loved, songs i loved it loved it loved it loved it loved it to death so i i'm easy to please yeah Yeah, <laughs> I'm like not. I'm not a tough audience. Yeah, you're like you're like the most diplomatic guy. Like, no, I'm, I'm not. Everybody, dip- everybody loves me. No, no, <laughs> I did like a lot of movies. I swear, I have. Karan, it's been it's been awesome talking to you. You've taken a, a whole hour and uh, sat down and talked to me, giving me your time. Really appreciate it. Not at all. I hope pleasure. it's not been uh, too much of a pain. No, it hasn't this. been a pain. It's been pain free actually. Yeah, it was a fun yeah. interview, right? Yeah, See, thank you. You, were, were you expecting something else? You I don't know. You surprised me. I don't good? know. I, I thought you would be like, as you said right at the beginning, hurling abuses at me, and I'd be like uh, defending myself with my, with whatever words that came out of my no, mouth. No, this this isn't a roast, which 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 we should do anyway. Should, <laughs> oh, this, really? this should be a TV show, right? Oh, really? Why not? And you come abuse me, and, and we sit and watch. <laughs> yeah, well, you have to laugh at it too. I don't mind. I, as But I said, insults and uh, <laughs> I don't injure me. But before before I go, uh, you know, I, 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 there's a lot of awards here, by the way. You folks can't see it listening in. There's a lot of awards that Karan has here. Uh, there's an award, another award show which is called the Anti Award Show. Right. Do you, do you, like, would you ever pay heed to those kind of shows? No, I didn't. I think uh, I was invited to what what is called the Film Fail Awards. Yeah. So I didn't come. Uh, you called me yes. as well. Yes. Yeah, would, would, would you? Would you? I would attend. Next year. I should host it actually. Why don't you? Yeah. Why don't I? Seriously, uh, I'll write uh, everything for uh, you. Uh, oh, you will. I'll, I'll write. And I then I should just leave the country. No, here's the thing. So <laughs> the challenge is that we can't. Look, I understand that people are sensitive in the industry. Yeah. So, the, but there's a way to do things. Yeah. So I've, I've, I've I think they, they, I think one, the the song Ishqala Love won some the Golden Kela Award as well. The uh, actually Ishqala Love won a film fail. Uh, did it win a film fail as well? It won the for the song. Himesh yeah. by Memorial Film. I feel really bad for poor Anvita <laughs> because she actually went and received it. And actually, the term Ishqala Love has been contributed by only me. <laughs> I gave that term called Ishqala Love. You, you seen the parody, I, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. I love it. I think it's genius. In fact, I retweeted it. <laughs> Great. Uh, I love it, and uh, I suggested, and she had to take all the flack for the issue. Like what they said, what is what is Ish Bala love? You know, yeah. I mean, like you know, like it's like this one. But this became a thing if you realize everything was this Bala that yeah. and uh, hi Bala hello yeah. and you know it's like I heard poop Bala shit also. Yeah, poop Bala <laughs> shit, and it became like everything. And I want to tell you the origin of it was in a Lucknow newspaper. I had gone there for a there was a legal proceeding. I had to go there for some court case, and there was a guy for who was arrested for eve teasing, and he turned around and said that no, I'm not eve teasing her. Mera love love nahi hai. वाला लव है एंड इट वाज लाइक द हेडलाइन व्हेयर दे सेड ईव टीजर सेज उसका लव लव नहीं इश्क वाला लव इन इनवर्टेड कॉमर्स सो व्हेन आई केम बैक आई मेट विशाल एंड शेखर आई सेड लिसन आई लव दिस हुक लाइन इट्स चीजी एज हेल बट आई थिंक इट्स गोना वर्क एंड सो दे वर लाइक ओके एंड देन अनविता रोट द रेस्ट ऑफ द सॉन्ग एंड टू गाइड टुवर्ड्स लाइक इश्क वाला लव द फर्स्ट लाइन एंड जस्ट प्री मच रिप्रोड्यूस दैट लाइन थ्रू आउट द एवरीथिंग या व्हिच इज फाइन बट इट्स नॉट हर फॉल्ट आई हैव टू से दैट आई डिजर्व दैट केला अवार्ड नॉट हर पोर थिंग दैट्स ऑल आई हैड It's been great it's, it's been, been great thank, thank you, you so much Karan thank for you. taking the time uh, not at all pleasure
we'll have some more fights on twitter and and entertain the masses i look forward to it banter i look forward all to right, it all right thank you all right okay bye bye yeah